Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network as week 10 in the NFL comes to a close and Monday Night Football has played out pretty much like the entire season has played out with the underdog winning outright. The San Francisco 49ers, three and a half point dogs at kickoff beating the LA Rams 31 to 10 in a game that honestly didn't even seem that close. An absolute dominant effort from San Francisco. The same team that lost last week to, really, the the Arizona Cardinals backups. Colt McCoy, no DeAndre Hopkins, no A.J. Green. Chase Edmonds goes down the second play of the game. No J.J. Watt. And they blew out the 49ers. And the 49ers now playing (laughs) against the Rams who were coming in off of a loss, understanding that with that Cardinals loss on Sunday, that they could win and control their own destiny in the NFC West, they completely laid an egg. And Matthew Stafford, his struggles continue. On the, what, third or fourth play of the game, he throws an interception. All right, right there. The Rams are behind the eight balls. The 49ers score a touchdown. And then, four plays later, Stafford throws a pick six. It's 14-0 before he can blink. The Rams then settle themselves down. They score a touchdown. It's 14-7. 
the 49ers respond with a lengthy 11-play, 8-minute drive to score a touchdown and go up 21-7. And then the Rams had an opportunity to score prior to the end of the half. And in my opinion, this was the moment where the game was lost. Not only did they fail to get into the end zone, but they fake a field goal and don't get the first down. And they go into the half down 21-7 instead of going into the half down 21-10. Now, I know what you're saying. It's just three points. I get that. But psychologically, it's just a different feeling for the team going into the locker room with some momentum, going into the locker room down just 11 points, knowing that, hey, we're a field goal, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion away from tying this thing. It's a two-possession game. And yes, I understand it's a two-possession game down 21-7. But with every score that the 49ers get, you're just chasing. For instance, both teams exchanged punts the first two possessions of the second half. The, the Rams then held the 49ers to a field goal. And so instead of being down just two possessions, 24 to 10, they're now down three possessions, 24 to 7. And they couldn't get anything going offensively. They had back-to-back huge drops on third downs. The first one was when it was uh, 24-7 and Cooper Cup dropped what would have been a first down, and then they punt. And then the next one was another uh, third down, down 24-7, where Tyler Higby drops a would-be first down. I don't know what happens on those two drives if they get those first downs. Could there be an opportunity that the game is now a 24-21 game? Maybe. Maybe. But after that Tyler Higby drop, 49ers, they march down the field and score a touchdown, 31-7, to and then the game was over. And that touchdown to make it 31-7 to was... I mean, you're trying to hold them. They go for it on a fourth and six, and Debo Samuel gets the 40-yard touchdown. It's just what a great game from the 49ers. What a terrible game from the Rams. 49ers improved to four and five. The Rams fall to seven and three, losing back-to-back games for the first time this season. And they are no longer in control of their division hopes because even if... Well, I guess, yeah, even if they beat the Cardinals and both teams now have three losses, it would come down to another tiebreaker because both teams would split the head-to-head matchups. And this extra division loss is big for those tiebreakers because the Cardinals would only have one division loss and the Rams would have two. So just a missed opportunity from L.A. here in this game. Congratulations to the 49ers. And I can't help but think about automatically fading the 49ers next week. 
first off, this has been a wildly inconsistent team this season. Like I said, they lost to the Cardinals B team before winning this game. They had lost four out of or five out of their last six prior to this game. And now off of this win, which was an emotional win, you heard the players talk about it. During practice this week, it was all about this is Rams week. This is Rams week. There was a little extra emphasis on this matchup here tonight. And so now they win this game. And next week, on a short week, mind you, they have to travel about 3,000 miles across the country to play an early kickoff, a 10 a.m. Pacific time kickoff in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. And now the 49ers are in a perfect letdown spot, but also just a bad situational spot against the Jags. Niners are six-point favorites. I can't help but like the Jaguars at home in this one. In fact, I think this line actually opened up, and it might have been bet down already. Like, it opened up at seven, I want to say. Let's see if I can find that here, but I, I, I believe I saw sevens before now seeing the six that I see now. Let's see, 49ers, and no, okay. That was incorrect. But I can't help but fade this 49ers team coming up next week. And as for the Rams, they head into the bye now and will come out of the bye facing the Packers, and we'll see if they can right the ship. They've lost two straight. This is still a team that is going to be very high in the Super Bowl futures market. Still a team that's going to be very high in the Eastern Conference, in the the NFC. And I, I just don't know what to make of this team, to be honest with you. Right now on DraftKings, they're still plus 700 to win the Super Bowl. The third favorite. But they are now the third favorite to win the NFC behind the Bucs and the Cowboys. It's a Rams team that right now, as I mentioned, they're not in control of their path to the division. So they're going to have to go on the road the first round of the playoffs. They're going to have to play on wild card weekend. And I don't know who they're going to match up with. It's going to be very interesting to see where these standings go through the next couple of weeks in the NFL. If the season ended today, the Rams would be the five seed, okay? And they would play at Tampa Bay in the first round if the playoffs started today. The Packers would get the bye. It would be the Cardinals against the Panthers. It would be the Saints at the Cowboys and the Rams at the Bucks. That's not a good place to be in the first round of the playoffs, going up against the defending Super Bowl champs and Tom Brady. Rams got to figure this thing out because this was an ugly, ugly performance uh, in a game that there was no excuse 
to, to, to have that ugly of a performance, to lay an egg like that. But kudos to the 49ers. They deserve this win. They played really well, and they have put themselves now in an important position where their playoff hopes are still alive. Whenever you win a game that you're not scheduled to win, and what I mean by that, I'm not going to say not supposed to win, but they were an underdog. And whenever you win a game like that, it's going to help immensely when it comes to your future outlook. So right now, the 49ers are 4-5. and five. They're tied with the Minnesota Vikings, and they're just a half game back of the Panthers and a one game back of the Saints. The 49ers, for the rest of the season now, at the Jaguars, it's a game that you're supposed to win. Well, not supposed to, you should win, but I like the Jaguars in that one. Then they have the Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals, Falcons, Titans, Texans, Rams. You know, I can see four more wins. And and four more wins gives them, you know, an eight-win season. Probably going to take nine at least to get into the playoffs. So you're going to have to get a fifth win somewhere. So let's say it's the Jags, the Texans, the Falcons, the Vikings. Maybe you steal a game somewhere else. This could be a playoff team. I didn't think that last night before this game. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow on Twitter at ScottsOnAir. We'll keep taking a look ahead to what's coming up in the NFL. It's coming up next right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zin Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zin, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg here with you. It is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Favorites on the season right now in the NFL, 86-60-1 straight up with three pickums, but underdogs against the spread. 85, 61, and 1. Road teams have dropped now to 76 and 70 and 1 straight up with three neutral site games, but road teams still lead against the spread. 85, 61, and 1 against the spread. That's 58.2%. Unders are 82, 66, and 2, which is 55.4%. Prime time overs are 15, 14, and 1 on the season. However, since the season started with six straight primetime overs, since that moment, the under is 14, 9, and 1. 14, 9, and 1 since the 6-0 and start for overs. And I'm, I'm honestly, I cannot believe this game didn't go over. When the 49ers score 31 points against the Rams, you expect this game to go over 50. The Rams only scoring 10 points is unbelievable. And how about the first half? If you had, it was... 20, 28 and a half, the total in the first half. And it was 21-7 when the Rams lined up to kick the field goal and then faked the field goal. And they don't get any points. So the under comes in on the first half because of Sean McVay's decision to not take the points there and try and go with a try and go with a um a fake field goal. Just absolutely just wild. 
What a wild. The NFL has just been crazy this season. And honestly, last night, coming into this game, I had suggested, because I like the Rams, and I know that the public was all over the Rams. So this outcome was a great outcome for the books. But everyone, it seemed, that I follow on Twitter, every, you know, respected, better, sharp better, whatever you want to say, just seemed like everybody was on the 49ers plus the points. And I kind of wanted to just fade them. And not not anyone in particular, but just kind of be like, man, it sounds like, like to me, it just felt like everyone was on the 49ers. Turns out everyone was right. But I felt that Matt Stafford had a real opportunity to separate himself from the pack in terms of the MVP race. Because everybody has taken a step back. And Kyler Murray hasn't played. But yet, what has happened with Stafford the last two weeks is what we've seen across the board here is is that he takes another step back. Stafford regressing now. His odds are going to go north now from from plus 600. It's probably going to be plus 800, maybe even plus 1,000 or plus 1,200. But let's look at who wants to win the MVP. Our weekly game show (laughs) here here on the look ahead. Josh Allen. Josh Allen had a bounce back performance. Uh, It was against the Jets, but... He still had a bounce-back performance, 366 yards and two touchdowns. So he is now at plus 200. Tom Brady took a step back with his two-interception performance in a loss against Washington. So Brady takes a step back. Dak Prescott had a bounce-back performance after he was bad a week ago. He threw for 296 yards and two scores. So he elevates himself up the uh, up the list here. Aaron Rodgers has an eh performance. You know, 292 and one 292, one interception. Um that doesn't really blow you away. But it kind of uh kind of plays into the whole most valuable player thing when the guy who pretty much, you know, well, the guy who won the award last year, but he doesn't play and you lose and then he comes back and you win. Just kind of plays right into the whole uh, definition of value versus most outstanding. Anyway, Patrick Mahomes, he's probably going to be the biggest riser. Mahomes coming into this week was at plus 1,800. He's definitely going to move up with his 406-yard, five-touchdown performance against the Raiders. He's going to be the biggest riser this week. Lamar Jackson took a step back because he didn't play that well on Thursday night in a loss to the Dolphins. Kyler Murray missed another game, so he'll naturally go back. Justin Herbert was mediocre. Ryan Tannehill was okay. Tannehill... Uh, you know, got outplayed really by, you know, Trevor Simeon. He threw 213 yards and a touchdown. 
It's not really much there in that game. So honestly, I don't know who's going to win right now the MVP award. I thought Brady was a great bet. And then he took a step back. I still think Brady could get there. Josh Allen, I don't know how big of a believer I am in the Buffalo Bills. And maybe we'll see it. And maybe we'll see the Buffalo Bills over the next couple of weeks against some better opponents really, you know, step up. Uh, I think that Patrick Mahomes could very easily play himself into this award. And it's not just because he had the big-time performance against the Raiders. But you just look at the opponents coming up for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Dallas Cowboys. Game could be a shootout. That defense could be had. Play the Raiders. Excuse me, play the Broncos, whose defense just gave up, what, 30-something to the Eagles? And it's clearly not the same defense without Von Miller. And then you play the Raiders again, who you just torched. You play the Chargers, who defensively have been known to give up some points. And then the last three games, it'll be the Steelers. That'll be a little bit of a challenge. At the Bengals, could be a shootout. And at the Broncos, you know, we'll see what the weather is at that point, uh, January 9th. But for the next four games, Patrick Mahomes has an opportunity to, I don't know, next four games, throw for 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns? If he does that, right, we're talking about Mahomes if he throws for 1,210 over the next four games, that puts him on the season at, at about 20, he's at 29.40, so we'll round up to three. Puts him at 42 with 35 touchdowns, to, you know, depending on how many interceptions he has. But that puts him at 4,200 yards, 35 touchdowns with three games left. I think that's got to be the goal for Mahomes is to get to that point where he can go 12 and 10 over the next four games. And if he does, who's going who's gonna to put up better numbers than him? I mean, Aaron Rodgers last year in his MVP season had, what do you have, 48 and 5, and he threw for 4,200. So Mahomes would already surpass the yardage and he'll be at 35 touchdowns. You know, he could get to 45 before the season's over, or maybe 40. We'll talk more about the NFL. Mike Pritchard, our very own, from Betting Across America, right here on VSIM, will join me next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus 
$20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. Scott Satterberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Join now by our very own here at VSIN, host of Betting Across America. He is former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard. And Pritch, uh, I know you talked about it during your show all week when you were focusing in on what the word was coming out of San Francisco, and that was that the 49ers were putting a little extra emphasis on this matchup with the Rams that we saw here on Monday night. Yes, yeah, Scott, it's always um, something we f- kind of focus on, uh, me being a former player in terms of uh, you got insiders that cover the team. You also have press conferences that you can get on YouTube or you can get anywhere, really, uh, the websites of, of the team's and listen and a focus in on the players, right? And uh, you got a 49ers team that, that in desperate need of a win in the division to keep the playoff hopes alive. I mean, everything was just pointing to them having that acute focus and that, that centered focus on this football game. And, and it showed. I mean, these guys played with energy. They played with uh, a ton of uh, intensity as well. A very physical game of 40, 49ers. We saw that tonight. So, uh, a lot of reasons to to back the 49ers on top of the fact that the public was all over the Rams. And, and we saw a line movement towards the 49ers later on in the day two today. How much, uh, in your opinion, did the loss of Robert Woods affect this Rams team? I think it affected them deeply, uh, meaning that, that was a fallen teammate, a well-liked guy, and you feel bad for him. And that happened right as you're finishing up and concluding your work for the week. And then you go, he goes down and you see him go down and he goes down with a significant injury and the season's over. So I think that was pretty jarring to a football team that, that has a bunch of veterans on it. I mean, think about it. All these guys have, have been in the league and they've seen a lot. You know, you got Devon Millers who's just now joining the team and Odell Beckham Jr., but that's a different locker room. And uh, that locker room has been through a lot too. So I think that was jarring uh, and something that, you know, some of your thoughts and some of your focus – went away from the game uh, and certainly centered around uh, Woods right there with that injury. And it doesn't help that Matt Stafford throws uh, an interception on the fourth play of the game and then the the fourth play of their second drive throws a pick six and they're down 14 nothing uh, right off the bat here. Uh, but what did you make of Sean McVay's decision, Pritch, to fake the field goal at the end of the half instead of taking <laughs> the points and going down 21-10 into the locker room? You know, he baffles me. He, he really does, Scott. I, I think... You know, from from his standpoint as a coach and how he has not evolved, go back to to tree, uh, uh, training camp and go back to, like, before the season even started. Here's a guy that sat as veterans. He's got a brand-new quarterback, did not play anybody during preseason football. Now, they got off to a great start. But back-to-back weeks, they just look out of sync, you know, offensively. They, they can't run the football. Uh, they want to drop back. Matthew Stafford, he can sling it. We know that, but he also makes a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of moving parts, too. So uh, it, it feels like he's reaching. It feels like he's coaching on the fly. Uh, and, it, and it feels like he's desperate, desperate, desperate to have success this year. Uh, and that's dangerous to me. I, somebody's got to rein him in, uh, you know, somebody in the front office or, or somebody on his staff because he could ruin this season for the Rams if he keeps up this way. Yeah, it was definitely a questionable call. And it's interesting what you've mentioned about him and the way that he has looked and the way that he has coached 
this season. Uh, projecting ahead now, uh, you talked about the 49ers and their focus here coming into this game, their energy level. Uh, I, I talked about it earlier. I, I think it's a perfect opportunity now to fade them going 3,000 miles across the country to play a 10 a.m. body clock game against the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars. They're laying a little bit less than a touchdown. I'm sorry. I think this is a good spot for Jacksonville here. I think I'm going to go against the 49ers. I think you're right. I mean, if you think about the entirety of the season, too, this is a team that started on the East Coast uh, and then stayed to play another East Coast game before going back home. That's at the beginning of the year. Uh, and we all know how long a football season is. And you're, you're right. I mean, a very physical game on Monday night, a game that they wanted badly, uh, a game that they needed to heal their season. Uh, and so are they going to get up for the Jacksonville Jaguars like they did against the Rams? The answer is no. Uh, it's impossible for that to happen. They're going to give a good effort. They're going to say all the right things during the week of practice, but it's not going to have the same feeling. It's not going to have the same juice uh, that this game did. So uh, maybe a good spot for Jacksonville to catch uh, the Rams. I mean, excuse me, the 49ers this way. And I'm telling you, Pritch, and I don't know if you could talk about it, um, but I just feel like as the as the calendar gets later, mm-hmm. the home field advantage for Jacksonville grows because – when players go down there, they almost treat it as a vacation week because it's beautiful weather, right? They're at right, the pool, right. and it's not like the Jags are an opponent that you're kind of worried about. You saw the Buffalo Bills getting out of the cold, going down to Jacksonville. They're probably like, yeah, we're going to beat the Jags. We don't have to worry about this game. Yeah, let's. Uh, all right, guys, we'll do our walkthrough, but let's go hit the pool. And then they lose. Now, I'm not saying the teams are going to go out there and lose outright, but I think that there's a complete lack of focus towards the end of the calendar year when teams go down to Jacksonville. We've seen the Patriots struggle when they go down there Mm -hmm. late in the year, and I think it's a real factor. Well, you know what? It is. I think you're right. I think what typically happens, and this is from a player's standpoint, this is not a betting angle or anything, but you know, when your season is drifting or you don't know which way it's going to go, uh, the tendency to have that dinner with your agents or to catch up with old friends mm. on the road. Oh, I get back for meetings and, you know, that kind of thing. That that does happen. But but also, if you have the leadership on your team uh, and, okay, your, your season is not over, then you're, you're kind of tightened up. Like even the coaches, they'll pay attention to it and say, look, we're going we're gonna to land a little later. We know it's a long trip. We're going to land a little later or we'll go out there early trying to adjust to the time change. Uh, but we're going to have to have that focus. Uh, and then the leaders on the team are going to police that too. So it depends on the makeup of the team. Uh, I think the 49ers, they have had a lot of turbulence so far this year, whether it's the quarterback situation or injuries, uh, heat on Kyle Shanahan. It, it feels like they're going to be more tightened up when they get to Jacksonville, but, but keep an eye on that. You know, the agent meetings, the dinners with friends and catching up or going to the beach. I mean, <laughs> all that could come into play, uh, certainly uh, coming up this weekend. And if they want to go to the pool, there's one located right there in the stadium that they can go to. Uh, <laughs> Fritch, I want you to play a game with me here, okay? It's called Who Wants to Win the MVP? Uh, okay. Because right now, I don't know who wants it. Uh, Tom Brady, I thought he had the inside track coming into this week. He throws the two interceptions. They lose to Washington. Stafford had an opportunity because of everybody else taking a step back to really put himself into the conversation, and he has a bad effort here against the 49ers. Kyler Murray hasn't played in two games, and honestly, that might have been the best thing for him because he's the only one that hasn't taken a step back. So 
Who wants to win the MVP right now in the NFL? You know, can you make a case for Tannehill at all? I, I mean, I just don't think I his think numbers are good enough. Yeah, I don't think it, they will be either. I mean, I mean, there's a chance because of the fact that they don't have uh, Henry anymore, and you know, the the, the games or or the offense is going to be on his shoulders. I, I was trying to see if I could make a case there. I, I could try to make a case for Aaron Rodgers, but he's taken a PR hit yep. like no other, right? And you wonder if people can forget that. Uh, as they vote for an MVP later on. I mean, he's got the inside track right now, but probably Dak Prescott, uh, I wouldn't count him out, even though he's probably going to win comeback player of the year. Um, but but it feels like uh, uh, somebody from the NFC, uh, if, if they can forgive and forget about Rodgers, maybe he's the inside track right now. Well, I thought, listen, I thought it was going to be Lamar Jackson prior to his debacle on Thursday mm-hmm. night right. against the Dolphins. And, and I'm telling you, I'm starting to believe that maybe the Chiefs have turned this thing around, and if Patrick Mahomes, look at what he did with the 400 yards yeah. and the five touchdowns, the next four games for Mahomes are against weak mm-hmm. defenses. If he could put up 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns over the next four weeks, mm-hmm. he might be the MVP, Pritch. Scott, that's the, that's the, that's the punch drink at the prom that you're drinking right now. <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody fight. <laughs> Pump the brakes a little bit. I mean, it was the Raiders. It was Sunday night football. And it's just like the 49ers. I mean, nobody's going to proclaim them to be Super Bowl champions right now. But, uh, no, you're right. They, they look good. But I, I need a little bit more consistency first before uh, I, I uh, dip my glass in that punch bowl. All right. We'll see what they do against the uh, Cowboys. Pritch, I love talking <laughs> football with you, man. Can't wait to catch up with you again. Thanks so much. Absolutely, Scott. Take care, man. There he is. Our very own Mike Pritchard, host of Betting Across America here on VSIN, former NFL wide receiver. Uh, hey, he's got me thinking punch. Maybe it's because Andy Reid looks like a Kool-Aid man. So uh, that's why I'm going with the, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, spike the punch here. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Who can win the MVP in the NFL? It's the look ahead here on VSIN. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. Scott Seidenberg here with you. It is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know, taking a look at the uh, prop tracker up on vsin.com. The odds for offensive rookie of the year are getting really, really close. Uh, Jamar Chase is still the favorite, but Mac Jones is right there with him. Jamar Chase at plus 110, Mac Jones at plus 125 on DraftKings. Mac Jones has played incredibly well over the last couple of weeks. And the Patriots have just been winning football games. The Pats have now won four straight games. And Mac Jones, over his last... I guess you want to go over this last uh, four-game winning streak, if you will, has thrown for six touchdowns and one interception. He is he completed against Cleveland, 19 of 23 for 198 yards and three touchdowns in the last game. He is now, in my opinion, the player to win this award. And I thought it was Jamar Chase all season long. But I'm starting to really think that Mac Jones is going to win this because I think that the Bengals uh, maybe take a step back. You know, that loss to the Browns was really ugly. And Chase has had a very nice season. Really, really, really nice season. But against Cleveland, 6 of 13 for just 49 yards, no touchdown. Against the Jets in that loss, not, uh, three catches for 32 yards. And yes, he did score a touchdown, but 
These are two back-to-back subpar performances from Jamar Chase and two back-to-back subpar performances from the Cincinnati Bengals. And so if the Bengals continue to drop games and Chase doesn't have the 100-plus yards and a touchdown, meanwhile, the Patriots continue to win games and Mac Jones continues to lead the way, I mean, I really do feel that this is going to be a a Mac Jones Rookie of the Year win as he is now plus 125 compared to Jamar Chase's plus 110. Uh, the other props that you could take a look at, head coach of the year, it's, it's, it's Mike Vrabel, and he is now the favorite, rightfully so. He has surpassed Cliff Kingsbury. And uh, Brandon Staley has dropped all the way down, which he should. Sean McVay is going to drop down after this loss as well. But Mike Vrabel is your favorite at plus 400. He was previously plus 750. Cliff Kingsbury is next at plus 750. He was plus 450. And then Mike McCarthy, Sean McVay, Brandon Staley, Bill Belichick. And with as the season keeps going along, you know, we could see uh, if Tennessee keeps winning, I definitely think Mike Vrabel's got the inside track at winning this thing. But I'm going to go back to the Patriots here for a second, okay? I don't think it's crazy to consider Bill Belichick right now at plus 1,200. The Patriots are 6-4, and four, and I like the Pats at plus 300 to win the AFC East because they still play the Bills twice. And the way that this team has played over the past couple of games, I mean, I'm starting to really like the way that the Patriots are playing football. And rather than bet the Patriots to win the division, why not a little sprinkle on Bill Belichick to win coach of the year? If this team that last season, uh, and look, last year was last year. They um, had a lot of players opt out due to COVID. They finished the year 7-9. and nine. They don't make the playoffs. And this year, have a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. And Belichick made that decision, right, that they're going to part ways with Cam Newton. And Mac Jones is going to be the starter. And right now, after starting the season two and four, they are now six and four. And if they win, I don't know, you want to call it 12 games, 11 games, and win this division, maybe Bill Belichick wins the coach of the year. Let's look at the Pats' schedule over the next, you know, for the rest of the season, six and four. They're at Atlanta, they're favorites. They win that game, they're seven and four. Then they're home against Tennessee. I think it's going to be a close game. And Tennessee has impressed me in these first two games without Derrick Henry. The win against the Rams, and but look at this, we just saw the Rams lay an egg against the 49ers, but the win against the Rams and then the win against the Saints, they have absolutely impressed me. So the Patriots will play the Falcons. They should win. And then the Titans, close game, flip a coin. 
then the first of two division games against the Bills. Let's say they split the division games with the Bills. Uh, we'll give them a loss against the Titans if you want, okay? Give them a loss against the Titans. So now they're going to go, we'll go say they go one and two in their next three games. So they're seven and six. I'm going to give them a win against the Colts to be eight and six. The win against the Bills to be nine and six. A win against the Jaguars to be 10 and six. And then a win against the Dolphins, 11 and six. This is an 11 and six team this year. If they split with the Bills and lose to the Titans. Now imagine if they sweep the Bills. Imagine if they beat the Titans. This could be a 12-win team. This could very well be a 12-win team, and they could win this division, and Bill Belichick could win Coach of the Year. I think it's worth a sprinkle here at plus 1,200, Bill Belichick, Coach of the Year. And, and, and right now, take a look around the NFL and project to the end of the season. Who at the end of the season would have a better argument? Now, if the Titans, who are 8-2, and two, if the Titans win 13 games, 14 games, and play half a season without Derrick Henry and still manage to win 13 to 14 games, then, yeah, Mike Vrabel's probably going to win the award. But if the Titans drop down a little bit, maybe they only win 12 games. You know, the Titans, their remaining schedule is Texans, Patriots, Jaguars, Steelers, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. Let's say they sweep the Texans, they beat the Jaguars, and they beat the Dolphins. That's 12 wins. So let's say the Titans finish with the same record as the Patriots. You have the Titans playing half the year without Derrick Henry. You have the Patriots playing with the rookie quarterback the whole year. You can argue who had the better coaching season, Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick. I don't think Harbaugh's in the equation with the Ravens. Should they win the division? Uh, I don't think that really anybody in the AFC West is in the in, in the conversation. Now, Mike McCarthy, let's say Dallas goes out there and they win, you know, 14 games. Could happen. Mike McCarthy would certainly get votes. Matt LaFleur with Green Bay. Uh, right now, LaFleur is at plus 1,400. And here's a guy who's led this Packers team to an 8-2 and two record, best record in the NFC. And the best record against the spread this season, too. Let's say the Packers are a 13-win team once again. Maybe Matt LaFleur gets some love. I don't think Arians is in the equation or Sean Payton either. And Cliff Kingsbury... It matters, I guess, how the Cardinals end up. If you're a believer in them or not. If they're going to be a 13-win team this year. 14-win team this year. It's going to be real interesting to see where this Coach of the Year thing ends up. But right now, I think Belichick worth the sprinkle in the AFC. Matt LaFleur worth the sprinkle as well. If you're looking at the NFC coaches. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll shift our attention to college football. Coming up next, as we take a look at some circled spots on this week's calendar. This is the look ahead here on Visa.
This is VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the nicks and predictions, 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 to discuss. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 